0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be in the world. My name is Jake Smith, and welcome to another episode of Conversations in the Cloud. I am joined today by Nico Holmberg, Lead AI Scientist, PhD for Silo AI. Welcome, Nico.
1: Thank you, Jake. Thanks for having me on your show. And good evening, good afternoon, and good morning to the listeners.
0: <laughs> well, for our listeners, Nico's joining us in the evening from Helsinki, Finland, which I think is fantastic. But Nico, can you talk a little bit about Silo AI? Our listeners also want to know about your background. You're quite a veteran and, you know, well-published a leader in the AI community.
1: Sure, let me start off by kind of walking through my my own background. So, I'm a lead AI scientist at, at Silo AI. I'm mainly focusing on on, on kind of computer vision problems in the industry so use cases like situational awareness for heavy machinery as as well as solutions related to, to safety and security for instance in, in video streaming applications. My background is actually in computational physics and, and I spent basically most of my PhD actually writing HPC code for supercomputers to simulate renewable energy materials and, and to actually kind of develop those further. Then looping back to to Silo AI, so we're a relatively young company, so established in, in 2017, we're the largest private AI lab in, in, in the Nordics with a headcount of, of roughly 200 experts at, at this stage. Most of us, like, like me, have a, have a background in, in, in kind of a academia, so, so a PhD. And what we kind of offer our, our clients is cutting edge AI expertise. So we kind of help clients actually take AI into use and, and, and to actually kind of add value to the data that our clients have.
0: So, Nico, can you talk about the work that Intel and Silo AI have done together? It's pretty awesome. I'm excited about the OS Visual Quality Control solution. But can you let our listeners in on the work that we've been doing together?
1: Sure. So, to set the stage, I think we kind of have to start from the actual use case itself. So, I think if, if we think back to industrial manufacturing there, the... Kind of ensuring that that the product quality is high and, and we kind of get a consistent product out kind of every day is of utmost importance and, and and having some kind of solution in in place which helps us kind of maximize that is of course needed and what what we during our collaboration have, have been kind of doing is bringing in a, a solution there that helps us kind of rapidly deploy AI based solutions for for kind of automatic visual quality control and and, and assure. Now, the traditional setting is that you buy expensive sensors and, and, and you have a kind of human generating the rules of, of what is a good quality product. I I think here we have a very different approach. So we rely on machine learning and and, and data. So we basically learn what is a a pristine product directly from the visual sensor data to build a more more robust solution. And in in particular, kind of during this this collaboration, we tackled the problem of, of how do we actually deploy solutions be on the floor at at the factory or in in kind of a security or control room inside a kind of bigger installation. So how how do we kind of ensure that the the model once it's, it's kind of developed in the cloud, how do we actually leverage it to the kind of best possible Capacity in inside the factory. So to actually kind of ensure that we get the best possible model running inside the factory. So, so that kind of all of the business requirements are, are satisfied.
0: And one of the things that's really amazing about the work that your team does is that you use the entire Intel AI portfolio from Intel OpenVINO solutions to the Xeon processors to Movidius myriad visual processing unit accelerators. Talk about why it's so important for your team in Silo AI to really use the entire portfolio and what value you see from it.
1: That's an excellent question. And I, I think that what actually OpenVINO provides, uh, the first and foremost thing is is flexibility. So by kind of using OpenVINO as as the framework that that kind of powers all of the AI model-related components, we are able to to kind of optimally run the the models on very diverse hardware. So be it Xeons or Atoms at Edge installations. And that's, that's very important to actually be able to address problems where the requirements are are very kind of diverse for the solution. So, for instance, in some use cases, you, you might Actually need a lot of compute at the factory, so in in, in that case you will want to bring in kind of say core processors or Xeon processors to be able to to kind of handle the workload. Whereas in in others you might have a kind of very limited thermal budget in, in terms of what what type of hardware you can bring in, and that's of course when when the Ovidius and Atom devices come into play. And OpenVINO, what what it essentially does is it, it kind of abstracts the, the hardware away. So with the same solution, we're kind of able to run the models optimally on all of the hardware. Instead of kind of building a different deployment for, for each hardware configuration, we can reuse the same, same solution for, for all hardware platforms, which, which of course expedites the kind of onboarding of, of the solution by orders of magnitude.
0: Well, we're really excited, Nico, that your team is so engaged with us because that is exactly the kind of relationship that we love to build through AI builders. And I know the, the team is excited about it. Now we're getting to you know a couple of really important questions that I like to talk about because I think it's important to understand the R&D and the way that you're approaching it. As the largest private AI lab in the Nordics, you have to think about a lot of different things. Can you talk a little bit about what you're doing in AI to drive the ethics of AI?
1: well there are of course kind of many use cases of of ai where let's say data privacy and, and ethics questions are first and foremost so we are very much open to the potential misuses of of ai and we're very much advocating for open dialogue to to the use cases of ai so as long as there's there's kind of a clear separation of, of let's say the, the data who owns that and how is it used fairly i think that as long as there are ground rules for that there can be kind of a mutually beneficial arrangement where we can build advanced ai solutions without misusing anyone's personal data or, or kind of exposing any personal Data in that regard. That's of course very much depends on the actual use case and, and, and client whether that's of concern. But we do work together with a number of organizations who are very closely working with private individuals, and there of course all, all of the questions about kind of data privacy and those are kind of of utmost in, importance.
0: Yeah. You know, and it's so important that we all just try to address it and work within, as you said, the industry regulations and standards that are out there and help drive for a more ethical AI future. But, you know, that's just part of it. You know, the other part of it is the Industry 4.0 efforts that you're driving. I know our listeners want to hear about Industry 4.0 because you're on the leading edge of it, Nico, as is your team. So, could you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. I I think what it's actually kind of Boils down is very much to to the data side as as well. So we we nowadays have, have the luxury of gathering a lot of data, be it kind of visual sensors like cameras or or even kind of other electronic sensors. We have the possibility of of monitoring processes at levels that that were kind of previously impossible, and and to kind of effectively use that data. To give it actually value, you really need to kind of bring in AI. In most use cases, it's kind of impossible for actually a kind of a programmer to go and and, and write a piece of software that achieves that, that same end goal. So it's very much a driving force for actually adopting more and more AI solutions across industries. So it's becoming very, very vital in, in kind of manufacturing industries, but its effects can, can be seen very broadly in, in other industries
0: as, as well. So, Nico, where can our listeners find out more information?
1: Well, the first destination would would definitely be our our website. But kind of beyond that, we are also kind of active in social media. So be it kind of YouTube or or LinkedIn, we, we, we do kind of regularly publish a lot of content that not only might be interested to kind of business minded people, but but also for the kind of technical listeners out there who, who want to get a deeper glimpse in, into the type of work we're doing. So what type of solutions are are we we building and what technical challenges have have we had to solve within the scope of some of our client projects. So I think through our website you you can actually access all of that content in a condensed format. Excellent.
0: And thank you, Nico. And now on to my favorite question. What does the future hold for AI? And really, where do you see us headed in this long journey? Our CEO, Pat Gelsinger, recently said he believes we're in the second inning of the AI journey. Where does Nico and Silo AI see that?
1: Yeah, I've been thinking about this this question a lot recently. I'm kind of very grounded in, in my beliefs what, what kind of AI will provide to society in the kind of short to, to mid term. There will always be blazing applications and, and, and showcases of AI, but where AI will add the most value kind of in, in everyone's daily life is the smaller applications. So let's say tools that enable us to to work more efficiently or allow us to actually do things that that were previously impossible, even if they are kind of small things and not something we we would equate to human intelligence, but we'll still add piece by piece more and more value to our daily lives. We will kind of start more and more kind of coexisting with AI-based solutions. And the kind of future, I, I would say, has, has kind of no, no limitations in, in terms of what can be achieved with AI and the data that powers the AI solutions themselves.
0: Outstanding. Well, I do appreciate you coming on the show, Nico, and I know our listeners do as well. On behalf of Nico Holmberg, Lead AI Scientist, PhD at Silo AI, my name is Jake Smith, and this has been another episode of Conversations in the Cloud, wherever you may be in the world. We wish you a good morning, good afternoon, and good night.